Flip to Freedom, episode number 41. Hello again, this is Sean Terry from the Flip to Freedom podcast, and we are on episode number 41. Now, if you're joining me for the very first time, I'd like to welcome you and let you know that I created this podcast just for you to help you escape the nine to five and live the lifestyle of your dreams by learning how you can make a fortune flipping properties in your spare time. Even if you're brand new, you're just getting started today, you have no cash, no credit, and no experience. Now, flipping properties is a great way to get started in real estate. It's not the only real estate method. There's obviously buying properties for cash flow. There's obviously commercial real estate investing. There's all, you know, there's uh, there's buying apartment complexes. There's land acquisition development. But I believe that getting started in flipping properties, meaning wholesaling properties, meaning where you can tie a property up, a $100,000 property up from a motivated seller for $50,000 and sell it to a cash buyer for $60,000 and you can make the $10,000 difference, it's a great way to get started. It's uh, You don't have to know a, a lot of detailed, specific information and the risk is like next to nothing. We're talking about marketing dollar risk because you're not actually buying the property. You're literally tying it up on a contract. You're tying that $100,000 property up for $50,000 with a simple contract. It could be a two or three page or eight page contract, whatever. And then you're turning around and signing another contract with a cash buyer. And then you're giving those contracts to your closing agent, title officer, attorney, whatever state you're in, uh, will close the transaction there for you. Now, that is flipping properties. And you can do it all day long, twice on Sunday. I mean, I do upwards to five to 10 deals a month exactly like that. Marketing for motivated sellers. Uh, and then tying them up and turning around and selling them to cash buyers. Now, in this particular episode, we are going to talk about five free ways to increase your buyer and seller leads by over 142%. Now, um, we are going to get into sp specifics on exactly how to uh, increase your buyer and seller leads for free. A lot of people want to know how to do that because there's a lot of paid methods uh, to market for buyers and sellers, but there are free methods as well. Um, I'm also going to talk about tenacity and being tenacious and how that will affect your success. Now, if you'd like to learn more about the Flip to Freedom Academy or Flip to Freedom um, and me, you can go to flip the number two freedom.com. That's flip to freedom.com. I wrote a 129 page. A detailed, comprehensive blueprint on exactly how to quit your job in 19 weeks or less by flipping properties in your spare time. It's detailed, step by step. I've had people tell me that they spent over $1,000 for the exact same information that I'm giving away for free. All you got to do is go to flip2freedom.com. You'll see a video of me on the front page. Enter your email, and I will email you a special link to where you can download this report for free. Now, I also like to thank uh, a couple different people who submitted reviews in iTunes. And uh, they actually went into iTunes. They searched Flip to Freedom or Real Estate Investing. They found me in there and they submitted five-star reviews. Thank you so much for doing it. The first one um, is from Kagiron. K-G-E-R-O-N, if I pronounce that wrong, I do apologize. On February 18, 2011, it says, wow, five stars. 
Sean Terry is high-energy, knowledgeable guy who truly breaks down the working business model of wholesaling real estate. He says he holds nothing back, and he means it. The information he uh, gives through the multiple episodes of is information that other guys charge thousands of dollars for, and they don't provide weekly podcasts like Mr. Terry does. I've listened to each episode three or more times just to retain and refresh the knowledge. Well, hey, thank you very much for that great review. Awesome. Thank you so much. Another one came from Gemma City, J-M-S-T-L. Jamissal, um, so it's probably just initials. Uh, but anyways, it says, uh, Sean Terry is the real deal. Five stars. It said, this podcast is easily the best podcast in iTunes on real estate investing. I have listened to almost every podcast, and each one keeps on getting better. If you want to learn how to make quick cash in real estate, then you really need to check this podcast out. Thanks, Sean. Keep up the good work. Well, guys, I want to thank you and girls. I want to thank you so much for actually going into iTunes and submitting those reviews and taking the time to do that. Um, I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, it definitely helps uh, with the rankings. And my goal has always been to be the top rated a real estate investing podcast. So for doing that and submitting this into iTunes, you're helping me accomplish that goal. All right, enough of the fluff. Let's get down into um, five free ways to increase your buyer and seller leads by 142%. All right, first off, <clears throat> we're going to talk about YouTube videos, okay? Now, YouTube marketing and other sites, there's like Vimo, there's Viddler. But what, let me, let me explain why I believe uh, video marketing is a great um, vehicle to drive traffic to your website. Now, inside of YouTube, there are, uh, you can obviously post your video. Um, and then there's uh, a place where you can put the title of the video. Now, the title of the video is going to be keywords that you want to target. For an example, let's say um, you want to target the keyword for a buyer lead, and it says wholesale properties, um, and you can put, um, let's say, Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, for the guys out there in Cincinnati. And uh, you want to put Cincinnati, Ohio. So you would put wholesale properties, Cincinnati, Ohio. You could put uh, fixer upper properties, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. You could put, uh, you know, what else? You could put... Um, cash flow properties, Cincinnati, Ohio. These could be all different videos that you could create, and that would be a the title. Then you put keywords uh, inside there, and keywords are words that Google uses to determine what your site or the video is about in, in YouTube. Um, and what happens is you put a description, and in the beginning of the description will be your website. So let's say your website, uh, one of my websites for uh, buyers is uh, Arizona Real Estate Wholesalers.com. So what you would put in the beginning of the description would put HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.ArizonaRealEstateWholesalers.com. So now that would show up as a hyperlink inside of the YouTube um, description. Then you put obviously your, you know, your keywords in there. You put your description of what the video is about, about wholesale properties. Okay. So that is now what's going to happen is, um, that will not only index inside of YouTube and index means, uh, actually being in 
inserted into the search results. So if anyone inside of YouTube searches for wholesale properties, Cincinnati, Ohio, um, you'll come up. Okay. Now, what the great thing about these videos are, uh, especially in YouTube, they will get indexed, meaning indexed into the search results for Google. Now, if you're doing a local search, if you're doing like local search, like uh, wholesale properties, Cincinnati, Ohio, you can do a, a, a term for that. Um, and your video will show up close to the top um, for that particular keyword. And then someone will click on the video, right? And then they're going to see the description and then they can click on your website. So what, what's great about it is you can do multiple different videos for different search terms like we talked about earlier. And think about it. What if you had, what if you had, let's say there's 50 different type of search terms for wholesale properties, deep discount properties, uh, cash flow properties, um, um, and then what else? There's fixer properties, ugly properties, you know, whatever the case may be, you could find a ton of different search terms that would, um, that would result in uh, uh, of people looking for wholesale properties or deep discount properties. Um, and you could have YouTube videos all ranked within Google. So anytime anybody searches that, your video will show up and then you, um, and then they can click on that and they can click on your particular link and be driven right back to their site where they can opt in uh, and then uh, see your properties. So that is the goal. And I usually typically drive them to a an opt-in, what's called the squeeze page. If you go to, um, Arizona real estate wholesalers, you can see it, but it's literally just a place for an email address. And when they enter the email address, it will take them directly to my wholesale site where I have the wholesale properties. But, um, people are, 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 uh, you know, they see that they can opt into that and there's nothing else to do, but to give their email address. And then now they're on my email list, then I can market properties to them. All right. So now let's talk about the workings of a video. Okay. Now there's two specific ways that you can use video. Number one is you can be on video where you have someone is taking a video of you, a live video, you're on camera and you're talking about what you offer for wholesale properties. Okay. Um, and what's going to happen is you can have a video and then you can simply take that video and the camera I recommend is the Sony ZI8. It's about 150 bucks. You can get it at, uh, I think you can get it at Target. You can get it at Best Buy. You can get it at Walmart or whatever, but it's a Sony ZI8 video camera. It's very small. You can plug it literally with a USB port right into your, um, right into your computer and then you can take the file um, whether it's a PC or Mac, you can drag it onto your Mac. If you have a Mac or a PC, you can just um, you can just save it uh, the file as, and then upload it directly up to YouTube uh, from your computer, which is great. Very simple to do, very easy. So it's a Sony ZI8. You can do that. Now, if you don't like being on camera, then there's a couple other different solutions. Um, if you have PowerPoint, or if you have uh, for the PC, or if you have Keynote. For Mac, you can create a simple presentation um, of wholesale properties. Just a simple, you know, 
click by click. It doesn't have to be pretty um, about what you offer for wholesale properties. You can let them know that you don't do REOs and you don't do um, uh, you don't do courthouse properties, but you find properties through motivated sellers, through inheritance and bandit signs and marketing, and uh, and you find the best discount. You can let them know how your formula is. We offer properties at 70% less repairs so you get the best deals in town. You can let them know like that into in a simple uh, presentation that you can do a screen capture, take a video screen capture. And if you have a Mac, use, key, uh, use um, it's called ScreenFlow. And if you have a PC, you can use Camtasia. Camtasia, I know, has a 30-day uh, free trial. It's a little bit more expensive than uh, ScreenFlow. ScreenFlow is about $99, but you can literally just take a screen capture of the presentation in presentation mode. You take that, it turns it into a video, and you can upload that to YouTube. Now, let's see the big picture. What if you had 50 to 60 videos out there that were all around buyer keywords? Okay, buyer people, wholesale properties. Now what if you had another 50, 60, or 70, 100 uh, different videos out there that were all around seller keywords and it has the same idea. Now you have seller keywords. Now what's seller? It could be we buy houses Cincinnati in Ohio. So someone uh, types in we buy houses Cincinnati, Ohio, your video would show up first. They would click on that. And then they would click on your site and my site for my seller squeeze page is sell house fast, the number four cash, sell house fast for cash. Um, and then go there. And what happens is people will can, uh, can opt in and you can get leads that way for free. Um, by setting those up. It just takes the time to create the videos. And once they get indexed into Google, it literally will stay there. And it will stay there. And you'll continuously get traffic to those two different squeeze pages and continuously get leads uh, to those different sites. So that is a phenomenal way. Now, that's just YouTube. You also can take it in those uh, videos and index it into Viddler. You can also index it into Vimo. Not index it. Upload it. My fault. But you can... Uh, uh, upload it to those two different sites with the other two large sites or even Google video. Um, and then your video could be put all over the place. So anybody looking for those specific keywords will, your video will show up and you can get leads that way. Okay. That is using video to attract people, either buyers or sellers. And just that method alone, if you put 50 or 60 videos out for each of one of the keywords in your targeted specific area, make sure you put, you have to put your city and state in there. Um, because if you just put we buy houses, um, the chances of you showing up are slim to none. If you put we buy houses Cincinnati, Ohio, we buy houses Tulsa, Oklahoma, if you do that, then um, you will rank well for that. Okay. All right. Now, um, let's go on to the next one. Um, um, we're going to go on to our article marketing. Okay. Now, article marketing is where you can write an article and you can post it into article directories. Now, there's article directories that will um, um, that have high page rank in Google, meaning they will um, 
they have a good standing with Google. High page rank means that they, they uh, will index high for specific keywords other than a brand new site that has a page rank of zero. Okay, um, so if they have a high page rank, four, five, six, seven, eight, um, then what happens is if you post a article um, with the specific keywords, then you will show up in Google on the front page for that particular search term. Now, what's going to happen is this, is that we're going to do the similar thing that we've done with the videos. But what we're going to do now is we're going to have a 250 word article that we're going to write that's keyword rich. Let's use, let's say we're targeting buyers, okay? And we want to put wholesale properties, Cincinnati, Ohio. Again, you can write wholesale properties, Cincinnati, Ohio. That will be your title. And then you write a 250 word article about wholesale properties, Cincinnati, Ohio. And then all the article directories will have an author section at the bottom where it says, if you'd like to get more information from the author, you can click here and get their link. So what you do is in your author description, you can say, we offer the best deep discount properties in Cincinnati, Ohio. If you'd like to get a list of our current inventory, please click here. And then you have a little click that goes back to your squeeze page that goes back to your site. Now, think about this. What if you put the same 50 keywords and you put them in the free article directories and this for buyers and the same 50 keywords for sellers and you have that. So now guess what? Now if someone types in wholesale properties, Cincinnati, Ohio, you're not only going to have a video up, but you're also going to have an articles up. You could have one or two or three different articles depending on the article directories that you submit them to, okay? So it's almost like this. The, if, you, you know, if you go into a grocery store, the grocery store is the more shelf space you have, uh, the more success you're going to have, right? You know, if you look at all these like hair products, you know what I mean, or shampoos, you know, you don't have a shampoo that has one product. They have shampoo for soft hair. They have shampoo for, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, I was going to say slimy hair. <laughs> they have some for uh, oily hair. They have uh, shampoo for dry hair. They have shampoo for brittle hair. They get shampoo for colored hair. They get shampoo for every different color hair. And they're all the pretty much probably the same shampoo. But the difference is they take up tons of shelf space on the shelf. Now they're for all these different things. You can do the same thing. But your shelf space inside of Google is the front page for that particular search term. The more spots you have in the front page, the better off that you will get results and you'll get those leads. Now, the free article directories are this. There's ezinearticles.com, ezine articles, and you set up an, uh, you become an author. And what you do is you put your picture in there, you put a description, put your website in there, and uh, you can submit 250 word or higher articles, and they can be keyword rich. You can put your keywords in there, you put your title in there, which would be Wholesale Property Cincinnati, Ohio, or We Buy Houses Cincinnati, Ohio, and you submit those. Those will get indexed into Google very quickly, and then you'll show up for those search results, and you'll get traffic, and you'll get leads. Now, it's literally, I mean, it's literally unlimited. You could put hundreds of different articles out there if you'd like. Um, it just depends how motivated and aggressive you are. So that is a phenomenal way. Ezine articles. Another one is gooarticles.com. Gooarticles.com. And another one is article base. I would submit the same article, Ezine articles first because they have a higher page rank 
to them first and then submit to um, Go Articles and Article Base. Now, I can tell you, this is so super simple, it's not even funny. I mean, literally, you can, you can literally open a free account with all these, and it literally, it'll be a, a place, put in your, your, your title, you know, put in your keywords, put in your body, put in your, about your author, of where you want the, where you want the click to your website to find out more information, and then submit away. They'll approve the article, and then you'll be indexed into Google in a matter of days. Now, like I said, you could put 10, 15, 20, 30, 50, 100, 200 articles out there, and they'll all be indexed through Google for different search terms, driving traffic back to your site, back to your squeeze pages. Um, and like I said, we talked about earlier about having a squeeze page, meaning there is nothing else to do but either enter their name and uh, name and email, or just their email if they're a buyer page, or enter their uh, information if they're a motivated seller. Okay, so that is article marketing. Okay, now let's talk about about this. <laughs> Another great way to get traffic to a uh, a squeeze page. Then we're going to talk about um, talk about offline stuff as well. But number three is um, properties off of, of uh, actually posting ads on Craigslist or calling owners off Craigslist. Okay. There's two different things here. Now you can post an ads ad on Craigslist Backpage and Kijiji and that ad can say wholesale deep discount properties or wholesale properties. And what's going to happen is um, the ad will be searched inside of Craigslist, but it will say on the top, you know, wholesale property, Cincinnati, Ohio, right? Um, or you can put um, in there, you can put, you know, in the body, we have the best deep discount wholesale properties in, in Cincinnati, Ohio. You can put a nice picture of a wholesale property up there if you'd like. And then you can have a link inside of uh, Craigslist Backpage in Kijiji back to your squeeze page, like my Arizona real estate wholesalers. Now, what is great about these sites is not only will you get traffic from these different sites, meaning uh, Craigslist, Backpage, or Kijiji, but you will be indexed in the Google. Now, I just got off the phone with a gentleman that's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he's done what I told him to do, and he's posting, posted ads in Craigslist, Backpage, and these ones, and he just posted them on Feb February 15th. And amazingly enough, if you type in wholesale properties, Tulsa, Oklahoma, he shows up four times on the front page of Google for that specific keyword for wholesale properties, um, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I talked to him. I said, hey, you know, I, I just searched, you know, wholesale properties, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you show up four times. One's Backpage, one's Kijiji, one's, you know, Craigslist or whatever. Now, sometimes they may flag it or remove it, but, you know, who cares? Uh, you know, typically you'll get indexed in there and you won't get flagged and removed and you'll be indexed into Google and you'll continue getting traffic from that particular ad, which is phenomenal, okay? So that is, is posting an ad on Craigslist um, and then that will get indexed into Google and um, also getting traffic from Craigslist, Backpage, or Kijiji back to your site through those search engines, okay? Now, what about calling people that have properties for sale by owner or rental properties? You can go through and people have for sale by owners and what you can do is you can call them up. 
you have your uh, comparable sales in front of you, like um, if you have Zillow or if you use TotalViewRealEstate.com, which is uh, something we use, or you can use Realtor.com um, to find comps or, or RealQuest, uh, which is uh, CoreLogic, uh, to find comparable sales. So you have your ability to pull comparable sales. You're sitting on the phone and you call them up and say, hey, I see that you have a property for sale. You know, can you tell me about it? What you're asking for it? Yada, yada, yada. And uh, they give you all the information. You fill out a seller lead sheet, right? And then what you do is what's called a soft pass. A soft pass is a, a ballpark figure and a number that would work. And if they bite on the soft pass, right, excluding what they're asking for it, you know, if they say, well, I'm asking, you know, $55,000 for the property. And then you go, Oh, say great. Let me let me check on comps here. Well, it looks like there's stuff, you know, here, and you want to pick the lowest comparable sales you can find. Well, it looks like there's stuff in the 20. One sold for twenty-five thousand three hundred and fifty dollars on this date. One sold for you know twenty-two thousand seven hundred and forty dollars on this day, whatever. And uh, so it looks like I'm going to be around the twenty-four to uh, twenty-five, twenty-six thousand range as a ballpark, um, just based upon what is currently selling in your neighborhood. Um, if those numbers work, I'd love to see the property obviously if they don't you can continue trying to get to your uh, your 55,000 number so um, you know would those numbers work for you and uh, a lot of times not every time a lot of times they'll say well you know if, if that's what's selling in the neighborhood then you know why don't you come out and look at it so I've already put out there that I'm going to be in a ballpark range of in the mid-20s. Even though they're asking for 55, that's okay. That's just what they're asking for. Most people know it's a you know bad real estate market out there. So if you come out and say, listen, I can buy a house right around the corner from you. I'm on Realtor.com right now. I can buy a house right around the corner from you for you know for $27,000. And it looks like it's a pretty nice house. So is yours completely decked out? Or has it been updated? And they go, no. It's, you know, actually, I haven't done any, anything to it since 1941 whatever. They say, well, you know, obviously, you know, <laughs> you know, if we got the exact same house, you know, I can, you know, I'm, I'm obviously going to, you know, obviously be one of buying the $27,000 house and buying or uh, the buy your house, of course. So um, if you want to be more in that range, I definitely have to look at it. But, you know, otherwise, uh, good luck. So that's how you kind of do a soft pass on, uh, on them. And that's by calling people up off there. Now, same with rentals. With the rentals, you call them up and say, hey, I see you have a property for rent. You know, I'm, a, you know, I'm sure it's vacant right now. But hey, I was wondering if you'd like to uh, sell your property. I'm in, I'm looking for rental properties right now for my portfolio. Um, so you do the same thing. You do a, quick, a soft pass on them. If they are receptive to your lower numbers that you have, then you can uh, proceed forward and uh, potentially cut a deal with them. Set an appointment with them. Go on the appointment. Now, on the previous episodes, I talk about how to um, actually, uh, you know, potentially get seller financing on the deal. And I'm going to save that for another episode because I could do an entire episode on um, how to structure deals for seller financing and how to turn leads that are dead leads into great leads by seller financing. All right. Enough of Craigslist. Now, there's Craigslist, Backpage, and Kijiji or what's called eBay classifieds. Those are the uh, three sites that you can post on there. Now the next one, number four, that was like a two for one on that one. So number four, we're gonna talk about um, business cards. Now business cards are great because you can make them cheap 
and you can turn around and you can stick them everywhere. So if I'm at a gas station, I have them in my car right up on my dashboard there. Not my dashboard, but I have a little console on my Range Rover there. And it's uh, and I just put them up there. So I just take them out when I'm at, I'm at the gas station. I'll stick them up and I'll post them in the gas station. If I'm um, in a restaurant, I'll put them in the bathroom. If I'm in a, uh, you know, especially if I'm in a, in a bathroom inside a, gas station, I'll put them in there for sure. Um, if I go to the grocery store, I'll put them at the grocery store by the front counter. Um, I put them everywhere. I mean, I just, I put my cards everywhere and I get calls, you wouldn't believe it, from people that are looking to sell their house or know someone that wants to sell their house. So that is a great way. Now, how, where's the best place you can get them for the cheapest? Uh, first one is Zazzle.com. You can go to Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com. You can get them for cheap. I think you can get like a thousand business cards for like 40 bucks and you can make it right online. You can get it within 48 hours. So that is a phenomenal site that you can use um, to get your business cards. Now, what do you want to say on these cards? Say, so just say simple. We buy houses fast for cash, any price, any condition in your phone number. Then on the back and say, listen, you know, I pay, you know, I pay for leads for any closed lead. I'll pay you 500 bucks or pay you 300 bucks or whatever. You can do something simple as that um, on the back of the cards if you'd like. So you can, you can distribute these cards all over the place. Everywhere you go, just take them, put them in your car and distribute them. That's a great way to get leads. Um, cost 40 bucks. It's literally next to nothing to go out and put out a thousand cards. I mean, I'm still putting out cards. I put out cards, you know, everywhere I go. Uh, it's just part of the game. All right, now, the next one, that's number four, um, business cards. Number five is building a team of bird dogs, okay? Now, what does that mean? Building a team of bird dogs means that you are almost putting yourself in the expert status, and it, you don't really have to be an expert. Listen, if you read my book, my 129-page book, you can get it at flip2freedom.com, and you listen to the previous 40 episodes, right, once or twice, you will be an expert in this business, I promise, and you will be able to teach other people um, this business, I promise, okay? So what you want to do now is then share that knowledge with other people. Okay, so you meet someone that wants to get involved in real estate. They don't know a lot about it. They don't know about flipping properties. They don't know about um, simultaneous closes or double escrows or agreement for sales or subject twos, or they don't know about a lot of these different things, which I share in all the previous episodes. Now, if you if you want to if you want to learn um, a lot more about that, listen to episodes twenty two. I think it is. 22 through 26, I pretty much break down the exact workings of um, this business in detail. I mean, literally, I leave nothing out. Um, and the thing is, with iTunes, for some reason, they will only pull in a certain amount. So you're literally going to have to go to the site, and you're going to have to search for um, episodes 22 through 26. Um, those are great. It's a series that I did on a s from start to finish on exactly how to do this business. All right? So now... Um, building a team of bird dogs. When building a team of bird dogs, you put yourself in that kind of like expert status. And what you're doing is you're looking for people that don't know a lot about the business that you can work and teach and train them and do deals with them. Okay. So what happens is they can go out and market 
because uh, you can't do all the marketing at all the time. You could, but that's not the business model that I really like. I like to teach and work with people and help people. And I've got a bunch of guys I've got here, girls I work with here, that we all do marketing out there. And I happen to have a huge buyers list here in Phoenix. So what happens is, is that they bring deals and, and I help them. I got a team to get them closed. I got a title company already set up. Um, I got a whole system already in place. All they got to do now is plug into my system and uh, tee up properties. We'll work together and we split them 50-50. Now, I'm not, I don't have them sign a non-compete agreement. I don't have them sign any of the stuff like that because I'm just not that type of person. Um, I work with them. If they want to go off and do deals on their own, God bless. Go for it. There's enough deals, you know, around that I'm not worried about it. And, you know, if they want to try to compete, that's fine. Uh, I, I'm not, I just, I just, you know, some people are so afraid that they'll, they'll give away trade secrets. But, I mean, listen, I mean, <laughs> all they got to do is listen to my podcast and read my book and they'll realize that, uh, you know, I, I pretty much give every, play everything out in the line of exactly how to do this business. If I was afraid um, that people would steal my information and compete, that's, that's just not the deal. I just, you know. I believe in, you know, giving out great, great information. And I have, I got, I'm working with more people today than I've ever worked with before because of the podcast, because of the book, uh, because people know that I know what I'm talking about, number one. And number two, I help them out. I go on appointments with them, help them close deals. I went out on an appointment last week with a gentleman that uh, just got started in the Flip to Freedom Academy. He happens to be local. Um, we went on an appointment together, sat down, signed a contract for a deal in Scottsdale, and uh, turned around, sold that property within a matter of 48 hours, and we're closing on it this week. So a seven-day turnaround on a pretty good profit. After we close it, I'll tell you what the profit is on it um, and on, on that particular one. I'll tell you in the next week's episode, so just listen in. All right, so now... Building a team. So, uh, so you meet people that want to get started, and you can meet people on, um, like, on, you actually meet people online. I've met a lot of people through like Bigger Pockets or REI, REI Club. They have forums on there, and they actually they have their location. So, if I see someone that's in Phoenix, I said, "Hey, I'll just tell them to give me a call. Here, call me up. I'd love to sit down and talk with you. Um, I'll invite them to one of our mastermind meetings that we have here locally, and they can sit down and they can uh, they can see what we're doing and talking about deals and what the next step is and and uh, and get to know them and help them on their goal and whatever they want to accomplish by either flipping properties or building cash flow or whatever. So um, so that's the goal. Now, what I do is I do bi-weekly trainings um, and I pull people together every two weeks and we go through, uh, you know, obstacles uh, that people have overcome, marketing methods, what's working, what's not working, um, appointments, deals. And what's great about it is we share deals. So if I get a team member right? That is part of the mastermind group that has a deal locked up. He just locked it up. We'll tell all the other team members, say, hey, listen, before we put this sucker out to the market, I want to give you a shot on this deal uh, because, um, you know, to see if you have any buyers to potentially sell it. They could tack on their fee, whatever they f their fee that they want to tack on, let's say it's three, five, seven thousand dollars $7,000, and turn around and potentially sell it to one of their buyers that they might have met. Now, that means money is being generated within the group on smoking deals. So let's say one of the people in the group has a buyer that's looking for a property, it's thirty, forty thousand dollars in this specific area, and another member of the group, right, has the property tied up, <laughs> you know. Well, he can turn around and say, Hey, look at I've got a hey, I've got this smoking deal. 
turns around, this guy tacks on three to 5,000, sells it to his buyer. Both people within the group make money and everybody's happy. So it's a great way to network and keep everybody together, working together, and, uh, and it's, it's a phenomenal way to do that. So your goal is to help them close and sell deals. That's what you're gonna bring to the table. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna bring the ability of knowing this information to help them close and sell deals. Now, I can tell you right now, at first, it's intimidating. At first, it's intimidating. When you go on an appointment the first time with your new guy and you want to go there and you want to make sure you get the deal, it's intimidating at first. But guess what? You'll get over it. You'll get over it and you will do it and it, you'll get better at it and, uh, and you'll get more confident at it. And next thing you know, you're going you're gonna to get a success story because that person's going to get a check and you're going to get a check and they're going to be excited. They're going to tell two or three or four of their friends. And next thing you know, you're going to have 10, 15 people out there that's out marketing and looking for deals and you're all going to be able to participate in all those deals that are happening, which is phenomenal. And the beautiful thing about it is this. In this business, it's a numbers game. I talked to a gentleman the other day, and uh, was I talked to him? Oh no, he shot me an email the other day, um, and he said, "Hey, I've uh, I've been marketing for sellers. I'm 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 working probates, and I've got calls coming in, and it seems like everybody wants to sell retail, right? I talk to them, and they look at it, they want to sell at a retail price. What do I do? Well, my first comment back to him was this: is that that's right. That's right. He's, he's nailed it on the head. I had the same thing. 25, of every 25 leads you get, you'll get one person, one out of 25, that's going to say, oh my gosh, I got to sell. I got to sell right now. I got to get out of this house. That's called a motivated seller. Okay. Not every call is going to be a motivated seller. One out of 25 is going to be a motivated seller. Now, if you're good, you can get another four to five deals out of that 25 by offering uh, the ability to do subject to transactions, seller finance, agreement for sale, um, and other creative real estate where they can get a higher price, but you can leave existing financing in place. That for another episode. Um, so now, if you're good. So he's saying, well, I got a lot of the most of the calls I get are not motivated. You know, they're not motivated. They want to sell at full price. I know that. The bottom line is it's a numbers game. If he goes through 25 people in six months and I go through 25 people in six hours, who's going to get more deals? I am, of course. It's, it's, it's the bottom line. And I, I say this over and over in my podcast. It doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter who your parents are. It doesn't matter your education level. It doesn't matter if you, you're not, the, not a good looking person. It doesn't matter if your breast stinks. I don't care. You can do this business because it's a numbers game. Whoever goes out, and gets 25 leads the fastest, is going to find that motivated seller, and is going to get the deal. See, for me, I don't have a college education. I only have a high school education. And I am not the sharpest tool in the toolbox. I can tell you that right now. I spent four years in the United States Marine Corps, <laughs> and, and I got out. And uh, I read a book on no money down real estate, and I started getting excited about real estate, like I said. But I, I'm, not, I'm not brilliant. The only difference is, is that I like to share 
information and teach people this business and empower them and motivate and work with them to help them accomplish their goals. Thus, is going to help accomplish my goals by sharing transaction and deals with them, right? Also, too, is when I go up, when I'm marketing, I get 25 deals in a day versus 25 deals in six months because I figured out it's a numbers game. That's all it is. It's so simple, all right? So teach Berta, teach them how to go out and and, uh, and, and, uh, and find deals that you can work together and teach them how to do it. A lot of people, I'm going to tell you this right now. People are looking for a leader. People are looking for someone to stand up and say, you know what, follow me. People are looking for that. They're looking for confidence. They're looking for, for someone to say, listen, go out and do this. You follow I'm going to show you how it's done. I'm going to go on the appointment with you. I'm going to help you close the transaction. We're not only going to get the transaction, but then we're going to go out and we're going to sell that transaction and you and I are going to make money. Now, it takes a little bit of guts to be able to say that, right? Because people are going, well, what if I can't do it? And what if I can't find it? What if I can't close it? What if I can't sell it? But what if you can? What if you, what if you said, okay, I am going to have the confidence what, 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 if, what, if, what if you're an actor, okay, and you could be anybody you want to be, anybody you want to be, and you said, bam, I'm going to be a confident, motivated real estate investor, and I'm going to go out, and guess what, and I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to get deals done. Well, this is the thing, is that I'm not Mr. Confidence. I get nervous too. I have doubts too. I mean, I'm human, but the bottom line is, is guess, guess what? I stepped up and I said, you know what? Follow me. I might not have been ready. I might have been nervous. My knees might have been shaken. My mouth might have been dry. <laughs> My palms might have been sweaty. But I said, you know what? I'm going to show you how it's done. And it's proven to work. And people, because of your confidence, because you step up, because you do that, will follow you and if you sh basically teach the path and stuff what i teach in the book about finding motivated sellers and how to it works people are making money doing this and there's no reason that you can't learn this information and teach other people how to do it and build an army of bird dogs to go out and work and share deals you know i, I just took it to another level instead of doing it locally i did it nationally that's what the whole flip to freedom academy is about i work with people all across the entire country working on deals real estate deals and through the podcast and through the book is teaching people all across the country and we're basically i'm working with transactions all across the entire country from hawaii to tulsa oklahoma to cincinnati ohio to anaheim california to utah and there's people that are, have ex some experience. There's people that have no experience. They don't have no clue about real estate. And I'm working with them through the pro process as a partner. As a partner. And that's what the whole Flip to Freedom Academy is about. Because you know what? I am interested in them and their success. And we, I have a, a vested interest because guess what? I am participating. I am partnering with them on their first deal. Their first deal.
and I'm walking them through the entire process step by step by step. Now, inside the Flip to Freedom Academy, we have 19 modules that teach you in-depth detail of exactly what to do and how to set up squeeze pages, domains. I give you the ads to put on Craigslist. I give you how to do the videos and what to say and how to upload it, what keywords you want to use. I give you everything. Pretty much, I leave nothing out. If you think if you think the podcast is good, wait till you see the videos inside the Flip to Freedom Academy. It's sick. All I can tell you is this is that that was the idea, the whole concept of the Flip to Freedom, is because to teach people how to do it, but instead of taking it on a local level, taking it on a national level all across the entire country. All right, enough of that. Let's talk about tenacity, okay? Um, and I want to talk about tenacity as this, because I am working with people across the country, and I have found now that working with some, with some people is that there is a difference between a person um, and an entrepreneur or a, a, a person and someone that has that entrepreneur mindset. Now, flipping properties and doing this business is you're literally are an entrepreneur. You're working for yourself, okay? And there is a major difference between um, the average guy and a guy with tenacity. Because like I said, it doesn't matter how smart you are, how talented you are, it doesn't matter where you came from, it doesn't matter who your mom dad, mom is, your dad is, it doesn't matter, you know, anything. But one key element I can tell you, not only the numbers game, right, but is tenacity and being tenacious. Now, I found a phenomenal clip for you that I want you to listen to. It's by a gentleman by the name of uh, Leonard Brody. He is now uh, one of the co-founders of nowpublic.com. And Leonard Brody has been called a controversial torchbearer for the New World Order, <laughs> meaning he is one of the most respected um, entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, and he's the best-selling author and a two-time Emmy-nominated uh, media visionary. So he has um, raised millions and millions of dollars for startup companies. He's worth tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and uh, he's been involved in some of the largest internet IPOs out there in history. And uh, he's built companies uh, from zero to nothing, to, to tens of millions of dollars um, on many occasions. So I want you to listen to him because it's very important to, for you to hear from what uh, a very successful person, not just inside the real estate arena, but also inside a um, also inside uh, you know you know just business in general the difference. So let's listen to uh, Mr. Leonard Brody right now. People did. To me, there were two kinds of people. There were entrepreneurs, and there was everybody else. And if you were going to be an entrepreneur, smart didn't really make a difference. There were a lot of smart people. The education system was focused around smart. And smart is a commodity today. You hire smart. There is an element, a genetic difference of some kind that needs to be recognized early on in entrepreneurs, which has to do with tenacity. And when you think about the great stories of entrepreneurship and the skills that came with them, they had nothing to do with being smart. And if you think about it, a lot of things about entrepreneurship are quite illogical. If you think about the stories of Google, there were five very mature search engines on the market when Google came through and was heavily financed. 
you know, when FedEx was just a project thesis for, for their CEO when he was in university, he got a C minus on it, and the teacher said, this will never work. So most smart people that I know would have given up, would have stopped and said, yep, yeah, you're probably right, probably won't work. But I think that is the key, the key genome, the difference, is the ability to identify two very important things. One is, to Mark's point, what do you want to do with your life? It has to be a true passion within you to lead your own charge and lead your own team and answer very important life questions because what your business is and what your product is and the problem you solve is far less relevant than the life you want to lead for yourself. Because one of the great disconnects in entrepreneurship is not matching the business to what you want to see in your own life. Children, travel, time, those are very important. And the second thing is pure, unadulterated tenacity. It is about taking 10 punches to the stomach and getting up for the 11th and being prepared that the risk you take and the failure that you'll inevitably face at some point down the road is exactly the right path. Failure is the route. Now, don't you love what he just said? Because the beautiful thing about it is, is you can hire smart. You don't have to be smart. You just have to be tenacious. It's your, it's your, it's your ability to never quit on whatever, anything you do. People get discouraged when things don't go, oh my gosh, I don't push a button and I didn't get rich. Oh my gosh, I sent out, you know, 250 yellow letters and, and I didn't get a deal. It happens. Let me only tell you a couple stories. I got, I got two deals that I want to uh, basically show you in real estate what tenacity means, okay? What, what being tenacious, you know, really means. Now, the first story is about a property um, that I found. It was a property, I believe, was pre-foreclosure, okay? And um, this particular deal uh, was not the best area of town, um, but I remember that they owed roughly about $16,000 on the loan, and uh, we negotiated to give them $5,000 uh, over the, over the $16,000, so for like $21,000 to purchase the house. Now, the house was worth about seventy dollars to seventy-five, dollars so it was a pretty good deal, maybe eighty, dollars I think, if I remember correctly. But this is the thing. I went and got a contract on the property, negotiated it, did the whole deal, got the contract, opened up escrow on the property, and when escrow came back, when title came back, and they gave us what's called the title report, and it shows all the liens or anything on the property, there is a lien on this property for a water filter that the, the owner's deceased husband bought way back in like the early, early, early 1950s bought this water filter from a person that was going door to door, bought the water filter, and there was a lien. And, they, and basically, he was going to pay off this lien. So we could not close the transaction until we get a payoff on that lien. Okay, it has to be paid off, and it has to, you have to get a release. And if that lien is not released, then you can't close on the property. It's a dead deal. Okay, so I'm like, shoot. She didn't have any information about it. Um... She had no clue. She completely, think about it. It's back in the 50s, right? She's going, I don't know what, the, you know what the heck this is. So I started looking. I was going, holy cow. So I got the information on lien. I found out what company the lien was for. And I found the company um, that it used to be, and it was out of California. Now, the company went out of business, 
right? So I started looking for it, couldn't find it, companies out of business, every, all the phone numbers are disconnected, mailing, everything's done. What do I do? Okay. So then I went out and I found the owner, the previous owner of that company, right? This water filter company from the 1950s. So I found the previous owner of that company, right? And I found him up in Northern California, right? And I found him and I called him up and he was in, I think it was like 98 years old, 97 years old. And his daughter was handling his financial affairs. So I called him up and I, I mean, literally, I mean, I'm talking days and days of research of trying to find the owner. And I mean, there, when I did a search for this guy's name, it was like John Smith. You know what I mean? There's 50 billion of them. It wasn't a name that was, you know, super easy. There was a differential um, from everybody else. So I literally, I called every single one of them. I called, hey, did you used to own a company called whatever water filter company? Oh, no, no. What are you talking about? Scratch it off the list. Called up another one. Did you just own a company called Waterview? No, no, scratch it off the list. And I went down and went down I probably about 30, 40, or 50, I can't remember, just a whole list of people all across the country that uh, to try to locate finally found this guy in Northern California. So I called up, talked to his daughter, said, hey, the, uh, your father has a lien on this property that we're trying to get closed and done. Now, I forgot to tell you, there is a pending foreclosure date with those less than three weeks around the corner, you know, four weeks around the corner. So I'm sitting there, I'm hustling. I got to get this done or this lady's not going to get five grand. The house is going to go to foreclosure. The lien's going to get wiped out completely, right? And then guess what? We're out of the deal. We don't make a dime on it. So I'm hustling to try to find who this is. So I remember, I remember pounding on the phone for like two or three days straight trying to find, who the, find this guy. Finally talked to the daughter. The daughter said, okay, let me check our records. I'll get back to you. I was like, listen, this is an urgent situation. Could you please check the records? So they had to go find the records in a warehouse or like one of those storage facilities, they went through all the boxes and they finally found the record and it was owed on the, on the, on the lien, like $356, <laughs> some stupid number, right? So I said, okay, we'll send you the 356 bucks, but you need to send the release back, you know, so we can get this deal closed. So over that time, she dug for it, found it out, found the information. We closed the transaction, got her $356. They sent the release back, closed it, and double escrowed it because I had a buyer lined up and I think we made like just under $25,000 on that deal. One deal. Because that explains tenacity. Most people would have saw that lien, they would have tried to done a search for the, found out the company's out of business, would have got all disconnected phone numbers and would have left it right there and chalked it up and said, okay, uh, you know, and just passed on that deal and just let it go to foreclosure. See, not me, not you now, right? Now you know. So you will be tenacious. <laughs> you will have the attitude, you will have it because guess what? That's what it takes. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, not every deal is a cookie cutter deal. Not every deal goes, oh, it's free, and, you know, it's free and clear. They don't have any liens on the property. There's no problems. Oh, great, I'm gonna find a buyer. Let's go to closing. Most distressed properties have issues and you have to have tenacity to get through it. Another story for you. It's the Whitney story, I call it. Another deal we found, uh, I think it was a foreclosure of vacant house. And uh, 
found went to the house. You know, it was all the stuff piled up in the front yard. Had like all the you know the foam books piled up. All the you know leaves are all piled up. It was just a mess. Grass was dead. You know, nice house in a good area though. I can tell you that right now. So um, I went back to the house like three and four times. Nobody was there. Finally, I go back to the house and the neighbor was sweeping out the garage. Okay, so talk to her. And she said, um, yes, I happen to have his number. He's in California. Um, he wanted me to watch the house for him. So I said, great, give me his number. So I called him up, um, played phone tag back and forth for three or four days, called him up, finally talked to him, said, hey, I see your house in Whitney. Would you like to sell it? And he says, yep, just happens to be I'm flying in this weekend, and uh, I want to, uh, I'd love to, love to meet you and see what we could do. So met him at the house. The house is pretty beat up. And he hadn't lived in it for a couple of years. It's been vacant. Um, and he wanted, I can't remember the exact numbers of exactly what he wanted on it. But the bottom line is, is we negotiated a deal, signed a contract, opened up escrow. Well, what we found out was this, is that this guy, right, to avoid foreclosure, he hadn't made a mortgage payment in like three years. Okay. And what he did was, is that when the foreclosure sale here in Phoenix, it was like a 90 day trustee sale happened, he would deed 1% of his property away to someone filing bankruptcy. Because what happens is once you file bankruptcy, it stops a, uh, a, tr uh, a foreclosure, it stops a trustee sale. And then they have to reset the clock and sometimes it's three to six months. So what happened in this particular situation, he deeded to 11 different people 1% of the property away for three years he was doing it. So go to foreclosure a couple days before the sale, he deeded to somebody else. And he, met, he hooked up with this attorney, and uh, this bankruptcy attorney, and this bankruptcy attorney, um, would he pay him like 500 bucks, and he'd say here, and he'd deed it to this 1% to this per person filing bankruptcy, um, and then s completely stopped the foreclosure sale um, for a three-year period, and the bank couldn't take it back. So now I'm in escrow. I find this when I pull the title report. I'm going, holy cow. There's like 11 different owners plus him. It's in bankruptcy. Oh, my God, what do you do? What would the average person do? What would the normal person do? They'll be like, oh man, this one's blown. Can't do anything with this. It's done. See ya. <laughs> you know, walk away from it. Not me, not you now, because you have tenacity and so do I. So I said, okay, I dug in. So I said, I figured out exactly what we needed to do, right? We had to what's called do a quiet title action quiet title action. So what we did is we closed on the property. We didn't pay him a dime, right? We took title and ownership to the property, didn't pay him a dime for it. We just closed on it. And we said, we'll pay you subject to us getting clean title on the property, right? So he was, I think he was owed like $9,000, whatever. So we said, okay, we'll do quiet title. So we went out and we hired an attorney and we did what's called a quiet title action on the property. Um, and a quiet title is list literally like a nine-week process where you go out and you put publication um, 
um, in a, like a national publication and a local publication. And if anybody comes forth that they want interest in the property, um, then you have to negotiate them with interest. And if no one shows up, then it's considered a quiet title and you get title to the property. So we, we filed and you have to be ownership to file a quiet title. And we didn't want to have him involved during the process. So that's why we closed on it. So we took title of the property. We did a quiet title action on it. And then we, we won. Nothing happened. We got title, turned around, sold it, and made $25,000 on that deal too. <laughs> so that, that is the Whitney story. That is the, the real estate investor tenacity. Never give up. I'm going to make it happen at all costs. I don't care what it's going to take. I'm going to make this work. And it's not giving up. You know how many times I wanted to give up after I called the 25th person trying to look for the guy with the water filter company? I'm like, ah. But I said, you know what? You gotta get mad. And you just gotta something's gonna click in your head and you're gonna say, listen, I'm gonna make this happen. I don't care what it takes. I'm gonna find a way to get this deal done. I know it's a deal. I know it's a gold mine. I'm gonna get this done. I don't care what it takes. So the question to you is this in your business and in your life, are you being tenacious? If that's the one key element that's gonna separate you from success. Are you being tenacious? And if you're not, why not? And if you're not, are you going to change? Being tenacious, tenacity, the fight, the will, the whatever it takes to throw down whatever problem you've got, and that problem's not going to win because I'm going to defeat it. I don't know if it was if I learned it in the Marine Corps, I don't know if I just, I don't know if it's a born trait. I don't think it's a born trait because ten tenacity, you can learn. You can learn that. It's not a born trait. It's just like anything. You learn to be tenacious. So I want your homework assignment now until this next week here is to be tenacious. Be tenacious in everything you do. If you got a problem, find a way to get around it. If you got a problem, find a way to get through it. If you come across a you know, real estate deal and all the, all the Flip2 Freedom Academy members are out there listening to this right now and all the people, guys, listen, get mad. Have that edge. Have that winning edge. Because you know what? It's going to take that cutting, that winning, that motivation, that drive, that tenacity that's going to separate you from everybody else. Because most people are going to go out and they're going to try the marketing and it's, it might work or might not work, and they're going to give up. And they're going to give up on their dream. You have to be tenacious about your dream. And if you're not, who else? Who is? If you're not tenacious about your dream of freedom, to doing what you want to do, when you want to do it, with who you want to do it, then guess what? No one's going to be tenacious for you. It's something you got to have, and you got to have a vision of what you want, a clear picture in your mind of what you want your life to be like. And it could be not having to wake up at 6.30 in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, jump in the shower, jump in the car, commute to work, and drag yourself to this job that you just hate. And then be there all day long looking at the clock of just mundane boringness. 
with no inspiration. Having a lunch bake and then talking to everybody about what sucks and having negative and how your boss does this and how life sucks. And then getting back into work. Waiting till that bell, you know, five o'clock comes so I can get out of here. Or later. Some of you might have the pressure of a boss where they're breathing down your neck where you have to perform to look good so you can keep your job. Right? And then you're getting in the car and now it's getting dark out. <laughs> Go back home and man, you're exhausted. You know, no energy left for your family, no energy left for life. Crack open a beer, sit on the couch, watch TV, and zone out. Is that any way of life to live? That's not, that's, not, that's not the way to live. Don't you want to live with vitality, excitement, motivation about building something for yourself? Don't you want that? Well, it's going to take tenacity. It's going to take finding a way to find time to go out and do this. Finding a way to get over obstacles because you will hit them. It's tenacity. Choose to be tenacious and relentless pursuit of your vision and your dreams and your happiness. And I can promise you this. If you are tenacious and you're relentless about pursuing your dreams, it will come true. I don't care if it's real estate investing. I don't care if it's building cash flow properties. I don't care if whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, it will come true if you have that type of passion on a pursuit for happiness. So if you want more, Got to get my book. Got to listen to the other 40-some episodes. Go to flip2freedom, flip2freedom.com, and uh, you'll see a video of me on the front page. Just enter your email, and I will email you a link to get this 129-page book, and that will give you the roadmap. But guess what? There are steps inside that book that are going to be difficult. There are steps in that book. It's not, it's, it's not easy. I'm not going to tell you it's easy. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to mislead you all anyway that this is easy. It's simple. It's not easy. Execution of the business plan is not easy. It's a simple concept. You find a motivated seller <laughs> and you put them with a cash buyer for a higher price. It's a very, very, very simple concept, but it's not easy. And the only way you'll get the results is if you are tenacious. So choose to be tenacious today. Take care and God bless. Thank you.